my desire, my desire, my desire is to walk with you, my Savior, all this holy journey until you are here. My desire, my desire, my desire is to walk with you, my Savior. My desire, my desire is to walk with you, my son, on this holy journey unto you. Oh, I know that I can't get to see you, Lord. You can't get to see me, Lord. I know that I can't get to see you. Who is like unto thee, O oh God?
Faith has found a resting place, not in divine, nor creed. I trust the ever-living, his wounds have bled for me. I need no other argument, I need no other it is enough that Jesus died and that he died for my soul has found a resting place not in divine no good I trust the ever-living his wounds
presence. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for caring about us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for choosing us. And thank you for helping us. You are God. There's no other God. You are God. There's no one like you. Thank you. Even in our errors, you are merciful. Even when we miss the way, you bring us back on track. We have seen your goodness, your mercies and compassion this year and in the years past. But like the apostle said, oh God, that we are confident of this very thing. That you who has begun a go, you who has begun a good work in us, you are faithful to complete it. Holy Spirit of God, thank you. Holy Spirit of God, thank you for your help, your help every time you help us, God. You help us, you help us. Hi. You help our infirmities. You help our infirmities. Kai Korabashika Darebosi Oh. You chose us not because we were mighty, but because you set your love upon us. You set your grace upon us. Lord, we have nothing to brag about. We have nothing to boast about. But your eternal love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. We just want to be here with you. We want to spend the rest of our lives serving you. We want to spend the rest of our lives fighting for you. you help us we will deliver we will deliver we are ready send us God we are ready thank you my father thank you thank you I chose you again, Lord. I chose you again. 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 Thank you for helping me. Thank you. If you have anything to specially thank him for, 
go ahead and thank him. Something peculiar to you. Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You listen to the message this morning. All right. Can I have someone from Enthrone? In fact, Vanessa, come. Bring your notes. What I shared in the morning, I want you to give us maybe two or three salient points that you learned that you got from there and try to explain first. Can I get someone from Chosen Fellowship as well? Then I also want someone from Professionals Fellowship. Who are the other two? You have your notes with you, right? All right, so let's take, we'll talk about lots first. Okay, which one do you want to do? Do you want to do what I said on faith or lots or the Set, uh, four characteristics. All right, so which one do you want to do? Vanessa, which one do you want to do? Anyone, correct. Which one do you want to do? Lots. What, what do you want to do? Anyone. Okay, so. Okay, Vanessa, we'll begin with you. Okay. So what, what we treated this morning? Okay, so then, Sir, please, I'll take um, faith. Um, so you were saying that um, the primary message of faith um, is believing and confessing, but it's not to get things, even though we may, we may do it to get things, but that's just to train your faith. But the real, the real purpose is to... The real purpose is to win for God. Yes, please. Yes. I know why you are looking for it, because I didn't actually state the real purpose. I said that there is a real purpose. 
Yes, please say. And also, you were talking about um, consecration, and you were saying consecration is in levels, and there's a certain glory that you will not see unless there's a certain level of consecration. Yes, please. And also, say you were saying that um, therefore, um, we okay, we were seven characteristics of um, a man of faith. Of a hero of, of faith. Of a hero of faith, yes, but we only got to four. So we said um, everything is about God. Yeah, to a hero of faith, everything is about God, first of all. And secondly, um, so what God wants is their... Is their pursuit. Yeah, pursuit. And um, a hero of faith has weighed God and chosen God. Like, so you have counted the cost and you've chosen God, basically. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. Go ahead. Thank you, Pastor Seth, for this opportunity. Sir, please, during the morning session, you said um, there are some graces God will not give to you until you consecrate yourself. And then you highlighted, you said um, um, Abraham didn't have to go to Sodom to save Sodom. So um, we, and then you highlighted on, um, you said, we don't have to ask um, those in the world. We, as we read the scriptures, they read us. So our life is what they look at. They don't look at um, what's in the scriptures. They, they don't know what's in the scriptures. So what they used to live or what they used to judge is your life as a Christian. And then, Pastor, you said consecration is in levels. There are some places, there are some places when you're in God, you don't need to be. Yes, and then Pastor, you highlighted on the seven characteristics of heroes of faith. The first one was the, everything about them is about God. Then the second one was what God wants is their pursuit. And then the third one was they have they weighed God and then they have chosen God. And then they fought on God's side. They took God's side in everything they do. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. So um, this morning, you took us through um, some of the challenges um, Lot went through, how um, things went from bad to worse for him. And it all began when um, Abraham went from where he was when the famine started. He didn't consult God. He went all the way into Egypt. And that was when everything started when um, Lot saw what was happening there. So it all began from that place. And you went on to teach us that whenever we want to make decisions, we should not just think about ourselves, but we should think about the people that are with us, our brethren. And you said something very, very striking about we shouldn't just think that one day we decide to miss church and it's, it's normal because our brethren are watching maybe everything they are learning, they may not get the opportunity to um, maybe know the scriptures like we do, but you said something that all of us here mimic you in one way or the other. We quote everything you say. So when our brethren see such things, they can easily do that. And once they see that, it will be very difficult to bring some of them back. And you said it may not be impossible, but it will be very difficult. And we went on to look at um, how Lot went from bad to worse. 
And the first thing we saw about this was um, you, you shared something with us in the book of Numbers, um, reading from chapter 32, verse 5 to 7. That was when you said that, um, we, well, that was when you talked about that we should not just one day decide that we are not going to go to church, that our brethren are watching, so we should be mindful of whatever we do. Then we looked at how everything changed for Lot um, from the book of Genesis chapter 19, verse 1 to 26. So the first thing was that when it came to uh, for the time for them to choose, Abraham actually made things easy. He told Lot that if this is the case, he, Abraham, will either go to the right and Lot goes to the left, or Lot goes to the left and he goes to the right. But then Lot chose um, to be at the border. That is, he was in between where Abraham pitched his tent towards um, Bethel, that is God's place. But he pitched his tent towards Sodom. So everything he saw was with relation to Sodom. He wasn't seeing um, things that were in relation to God as Abraham was perceiving things. And the second thing we saw was that he was not just looking, but he went on to get political appointment. He became somebody important to the people of Sodom. Mm. And then he began to blend with the people, like their, their system. You talked about how um, his daughters were given into marriage to people from Sodom. And we know that even um, later on, when Abraham wanted to choose a wife for um, his son Isaac, he didn't just choose anyone. He went God's way. And the next thing that happened was that the system had defeated him because he became so intoxicated with what was going on. I think there's a part of scripture which talks about that his soul was vexed to the point where he couldn't just take it anymore. And after all of this was going on, after he was being defeated, now the system of Sodom had entered him, that there was no separation at that point in time. So now Lord became faithless. He became faithless. I remember the part where you were reading when the angels were trying to tell him to go to a place of safety in the mountains. He was like, what if he goes there and maybe a beast just comes and devours him? So at that point, his faith had just puffed out. And he didn't end there, but it also affected his family. We, we, we later saw that as they were going, even though the angel gave them a command not to look back, but they should look forward to where they were going, it didn't happen. His wife looked back, and we know she became a pillar of salt. So you later on went on to say that there are some graces that God will not give to us because we have brought our brethren to a place of discouragement. And the only way by which we can see those graces is that we keep at what the Lord has given to us, that charge. And um, I think during that point, there was a question that um, someone asked. So I think the person asked, is it that once you become born again, you automatically have to go and bring your friends who are so in the world? And you were like, it's not in our place. We can win them from the place of prayer. And um, there were countless um, testimonies that were shared about how some were able to win their friends in similar situations. Yes, and to, to end, he said, um, in the church, 
our conduct, our conduct is very important. And you made an example um, that um, maybe some of the privileges we enjoy here now, we'll just have them here. But for us to go into another realm of it, we would need um, a new set of conducts that will make us outstanding, that will make a certain group or a certain age group accept whatever we have to minister to them. I think you, you said it in relation to music. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you all, thank you. Thank you. Amazing. And I think we should clap for all of them. Yeah. But the gentleman from Professionals. The cohesion in the thoughts was very there. Jesus Christ said, take it how you hear. He didn't say what you hear. That means preaching can be going on and you are hearing how you are hearing is, is going to be an issue, all right? Now, um, when the word of God is coming to you in a message, sometimes, or a lot of the times, people write, when people are writing, if you check what they are writing, you think they are writing, let me tell you what they are writing. They are writing what they like from the message. No. Before you write what you like from the message, write the points that have been given to you in that order. Do you get it? Before you write, as I said, maybe something like, if you watch Snapchat, you will see evil. If you watch Snapchat, you will see evil. No. So people think you are writing over, but you didn't write the main thing that was required. Okay. So I got to point four. I'll finish with point four. A lot has happened in the spirit. Shakali babayi. Likate. When we walk out of here, grace everywhere. Sit down for a moment. Kula babila. Shikelela. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, point four was what? They fight on God's side. They fight on God's side. Heroes of faith fight on God's side. Go back to John chapter 5, verse number 44. Says, how can you believe? Hmm? Jesus Christ, how can you be a hero of faith? How can you believe? Which receive honor one from another. You see, a lot of people's life is filled with people's perception of them. Alright, so how can you believe which receive honor one from another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? A lot of people's life, they are surrounded with people's opinion of them and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Jesus was not interested in becoming popular because he didn't always hold the popular opinion. Many times what Jesus believed was the right thing was what the people thought was wrong. 
And mind you, the majority are not always correct. Sometimes, the minority, they could be two, but they are correct. How can you be a man of faith which receive honor one from another? Think about it. I don't have any problem with prosperity. Me, never. But think about it. When you sit in a car, you don't even see the body. You don't see the Ferrari sign. All you have is the chair. Eh? The seat. The steering. And that is all your view. That is it. Hey. People are killing themselves. Because of that. How can you be a man of faith? And why is he, why is he getting a Ferrari? Not because he actually wants to drive a Ferrari. But because if he drives a Ferrari, people say, ha, ah, that guy is driving a Ferrari. How can you be a man of faith? Which we see on one from another. Some people drink, they drink and eat likes and comments. <laughs> I'm breaking it down right now. No, why, why do you think why do you think people are literally removing their breasts to put on social media? I should shake it. Because the last time they wore a long skirt and wore a long dress and took a decent picture, they got 20 likes. How can you be a man of faith? But the last time... Hmm, they decided not to wear bra and they did their dress in a certain way and it came on Instagram. And I told you, I know my gender. Foolish. <laughs> wow, this is so nice. This is so good. The person took that short video in the night by 9 p.m. By 2 a.m., 116,000 views. It's a mystery. How can you be a man of faith? These are the things that are stopping people from looking for God. How can you be a man of faith? Which seek honor one from another, not the honor that comes from God only. Cannot be a man of faith. Cannot be a hero of faith. See the men who were mentioned in Hebrews 11. See the men who were mentioned in Hebrews 11. Now, if we say they fought in God's army, let me explain to you what a God fight means. How do you know that you are fighting in a God war? Because not every war. The Bible says fight the good fight. Some fights are bad fights. Like fighting with your friend. It's a bad fight. So, there are God fights. There are fights. There are some things you get into. You know that this one, I'm fighting for God. How do you know what a God fight is? How, do you, how can you tell a God fight? I said, how do you know a God fight? In the book of Revelations, the Bible says that when the woman gave birth to a son, immediately the devil came. So you need to understand something. Every God agenda is automatically opposed by the devil. So God needs men to fight. Every God agenda is automatically opposed by the devil. So God definitely needs men to fight. So how do you know a God fight? You will know a God fight by knowing the word of God. Let me give you an example. If your pastor comes and says, the Lord said to me, 
that we are doing one million copies, immediately there's a fight. Just understand that immediately you have gotten into a God war. So now, anybody, I'll show you very soon, anybody who gets into that fight is fighting on God's side. Because we don't always know the reasons God asked for those things. The moment pastor says, we are going for soul winning at this side of town or that side or go for cell um, crusade. Immediately, there a war has been announced. Now, because spiritual wars are not like physical wars, you might not really understand the dynamics or what exactly God is trying to achieve. Go to the book of Numbers. Okay, look at Exodus chapter 15. Let's start with that. Verse 3, Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. Let's read it together. One to go. You see? He says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Go to Numbers 21. Verse number 14. Therefore, it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord. Therefore, it is said in the book, there is a book of the wars of the Lord. Now, which war? The war of the Lord? But we never saw the Lord holding a knife, holding a sword, or holding a gun, or holding any weapon to fight. What war was the war of the Lord? Which war is he talking about? He said, what he did in the Red Sea. So that day, as Moses stood in front of the Red Sea, it looked like a miracle to save people. It was a war of the Lord. Why? Because God had given prophecy to Abraham that in the fourth generation, that is after 400 years, they were supposed to, the children of Israel were supposed to come out of Egypt. So the word of God has gone forth. Now, the devil in, through Pharaoh is still keeping them. So it was supposed to be 400 years. It's now 430 years. God sends Moses. It's war going on. What going on for what to happen? For what God said to happen. So immediately, as Moses was bringing them out, anybody will look at it and say, oh, he's bringing them out. No, there was something going on. This was the physical part. In the spirit, something is going on. Something is going on. What is, what is happening? The devil wants to stop what God has said to Abraham. So Pharaoh is partnering with the devil. God too wants to make his word come to pass. He finds Moses to partner with him. Physically, it's between Moses and Pharaoh. Spiritually, it is a war of the Lord. We don't know the reason that God, God through the pastor might say, we are going for sowing or we are going to have a crusade at this place. Perhaps maybe three years ago, there was a prophecy in the prayer meeting that a crusade will be here in the next three years. And God has told the pastor, the pastor is about to fulfill the word of God. So God has started a war. The devil heard the prophecy. The devil tries to stop the prophecy. Then the pastor is rallying the church. Then somebody says, this church, you like going out too much. The person immediately fought and joined the devil's side. Without knowing. When we give, we don't know the prophecy that came out. Sometimes we get to hear the prophecy. Sometimes we don't even know. 
Imagine, imagine, imagine the keeper of the inn. Imagine the keeper of the inn. When Mary was pregnant with Jesus, a child of prophecy, and the keeper of the inn did not vacate his room to give to Mary. Oh, he did not know. Oh, he did not know that he probably had, that keeper of the inn just had one opportunity to enter Hebrews 11. How do I know? Do you know how Rahab entered? Rahab has no business in that book. Rahab has no business in that book. Rahab was a prostitute. King James is harlot. Real word is prostitute. The Greek word is... Huh? Go to, go to Hebrews. What was what's Rahab doing? What's Rahab doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What makes people enter relevance with God is not many things. Rahab, you see Abraham. Abraham sojourned in the land. Abraham, many verses for Abraham. Rahab, one line. Rahab, one line. By faith, in fact, are you seeing the sports director? By faith, the harlot Rahab came. Look at the, the, the qualification. <laughs> By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. When she had received the spice of peace, all she did was that when the spice came, she covered them. That's all. She did not fight. She didn't do anything. Rahab came. All she did, one line, one act. One line, one act. Just because the spice came in the name of God. She protected the spice. She had fought on God's side. Because God had told Joshua that he would win the war. God had told Joshua that he would win the war. So just as God told Joshua, the people who joined him and started moving were fighting on God's side. They were on the side of prophecy. They were on the good side of prophecy. They were fighting together with God in this matter. Fighting. Faith is for fighting. Faith is not for picnic. Faith is for fighting for God. No, think about it. I shared a testimony with you yesterday. When you prayed, when you were praying concerning camp, did God tell you to come on? As you prayed with, with the communion, God told you that the, the camp will happen, Right? As you prayed, you were the chairman of the camp. As we were planning, as you prayed, God said the camp is going to happen. True or false? Now, we are now faced with something that says that the camp cannot come on until we pay a certain amount of money. So, let me tell you. If that camp does, this camp did not happen, what happens to all the prophecy? God lied. God lied. You see, when we take God's side, there are many things at stake. There are many things at stake. It was written in the book of the wars of the Lord. He said what he did in the Red Sea was a war. Will the word of God come to pass? I said that innkeeper had an opportunity to be somebody. 
He said it is full. Go. Full go. Today we have Christmas carol with the shepherds. While shepherds move their flaws by night. Why? They give a place for Messiah to be born. Maybe we would have been singing while in Key Park. He fought. He fought. You see, go back to Hebrews 11, verse 36. Okay, go to 34, 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Wrought righteousness. That's the word. What I just said, this is it. They wrought righteousness. You will understand in a bit. Obtain promises. Stop the mounts of lions. Go back. Who through faith subdued kingdoms? Wrought righteousness. Obtain promises. Stop the mouth. Who are these people? All they are mentioned over here is concerning fights. Alright. So, go to verse 31. By faith, Harlot, uh, uh, by faith the Harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Next verse. What is that? Is that? And what shall I more say? Madegilis. And what shall I more say? Hey, that means the guy was about to end his writing. But he said, I cannot end this writing without these guys. And what shall I more say? For time will fail me. I don't have time, but time will fail me to tell you of Gideon. To tell you of Gideon. And of Barak. And of Samson. We're going to talk about Samson. But have you noticed that most of us have never heard of Barak? Judges chapter 4. From verse 1. The children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Herod was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin king of Canaan. That reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Harosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Sisera for 20 years was oppressing the children of Israel and they began to cry unto the Lord. For 20 years, imagine if you are 20 years old. That means from the time you were born to now, some people were being oppressed and they were crying unto God. This was a war. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of, of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim and the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali, and of the children of Zebulon? And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon Sisera, the captain of the Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude. And I will deliver him into thine hand. 
And Barak said unto her, If thou will go with me, then I will go. But if thou will not go with me, then I will not go. Come on. I don't know if you understand this. It looks like a story. But imagine that this guy with, with chariots of iron oppressed him for 20 years. Then a prophetess come to him and said, Barak, God has chosen you to deliver God's people. Therefore, go and fight with this is Sarah. No wonder he entered Hebrews 11. But guess what? God did not personally speak to Barak. Barak was following her man, his man of God, his woman of God, Deborah. Deborah came to him and said, Andy, go and start a church. Um, Pastor, you know, I'm currently, um, you know, I'm about to marry, so I'm not. <laughs> so, you missed it! Someone says, came say, Pastor, please, I want to resign from being a cell leader. Hmm. Cell leader. I want to resign from being a cell leader. Have you seen Barak? Or oh, these are just stories. If it's just stories, we just go home. There's no need for this camp. If it's just stories, we just go home. No need for this camp. No need. We should not pray again. We should stop everything. Let's stop. Barak inspires me. Barak inspires me. Barak did not give an excuse. Barak said, prophetess, you gave me this word. If you go with me, I'll go. If you don't go with me, I'll not go. Yakatabali. <laughs> so all I need is your backing. Say, so what more shall I say? We've heard about the wars that David fought. We've, but most of us have not paid attention to Barak. Barak? Barak heard what, what, what is going on for 20 years. Why didn't Barak say, Deborah, why don't you go yourself? The word will come to somebody. And the prophet will tell him, you are starting this. Go and do it. Read my tablet for me. Next verse. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be thy for thine honor. Eh? Are you hearing? He said, Barak, I will go with thee. He said, but something will happen. Why was it amazing? Look at something. He said that I will go with thee. He said, but the journey you're going to take, this assignment you are going to do, it will not be for your honor. Why? Why? I thought as Barak, once I cleared the whole place and I killed the people, they should help me and say, Barak, 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 Barak. Deborah said, that's not what's going to happen. Something else is going to happen. Continue. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Time will not, <laughs> not permit me to give you the full story. What happened was that Barak killed the whole army. But in those days, if you kill the leader, that is the honor. You bring the head of the leader, that's the honor. But God allowed Barak to kill everybody, yet it was Jael. Who took the head of Sisera? So the honor did not go to Barak. How can you have faith 
who receive honor one from another. Because sometimes you can be doing the thing of God, but what? You are looking for honor from men. Listen, if you did it for God, let God pay you. If you did it for God, let God honor you. Somebody gave. Partnership department forgot his name. He stopped coming to church. Guess what? Jael did not enter Hebrews 11. That means in the, in the eyes of men, Jael had Cicero's head. But in the eyes of God, Barak won the war.
stronger than ever. We are more influential than ever. We are greater than ever. We are ready to fight more for God. As we leave this place, we are fired up for more exploits.